Welcome to Break Bias. I'm your host, Brad Kramer. It's the 66th episode, and I'm here in the middle of the summer break. I hope some of you are enjoying your summer, although I know others will be counting the days to Zandvoort. That will be when F1 resumes in a couple weeks. So hopefully I can bridge that F1 gap in your lives right now. But before we get to this episode, first a quick reminder, check out the link tree in the description. It has links to pages like all the platforms you can find this podcast, as well as my YouTube channel, Breakbys Twitter and TikTok. It has my email address if you'd like to contact me for anything, and my personal Twitter, Instagram and LinkedIn. Now let's get into the summer break recap with some special guests. And now, returning to the podcast is Darnell from King of the Take, and this time, Kyle from King of the Take as well, decided to join. First of all, guys, how are you enjoying your summer? Summer's been great. Not as good as Kyle's, who's been on vacation. Oh, but I've been living been the dream, but Brad, thanks for having us, man. This is, I'm excited to be on here and um, just like chop it up. Summer's been awesome, man. Um, yeah, like I said, like Darnell said, I've been on vacation, hit up Scotland, hit up Portugal, and living my best life. How's your summer, bud? You buried the lead. You went to St. Andrews. Uh, it's an F1 podcast, not a golf podcast, bud. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> hey, still appreciate it, though, man. Um, well, no, my summer's been good. I've been working a lot. Um, I just had my first little week break, not really a summer break like you guys had on your podcast. How, how long did you did you take off? Had to be four weeks, right, D? I think we had a three or four episode gap. Damn. So, and, and how was that? It was kind of nice. nice. <laughs> it was kind of <laughs> <was> nice. nice. <laughs> just, just like F1 now, we are kind of in the middle of the silly season, only baseball going on. And um, everyone had a little something going on. So we said, we said, hey, it's probably best just to step away and regather ourselves and come back with fresh, brand new yeah. ideas. And now we're starting to cook season two. Right on. would have just been, I guess, F1 and baseball. And we could have made it work, but it was it was nice to have a gap. Yeah, I guess because you're back in time for the Women's World Cup, as right? You you wouldn't have missed any of that. Uh, we missed we missed the start, but like we would have okay. been like second week of that. Yeah, like right on end of the group stage. Well, like you said, batteries are recharged, ready to cook. Um, I, I left the spot open at the beginning of the show for any news over the summer break, but I don't really think anything much has happened. It's been kind of quiet. quiet. It's been really quiet. Is Weirdly it, is, quiet. Is it not too yeah. quiet? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like <laughs> exactly. Like is uh, like Andretti coming soon, or like there's something that something has to like happen, right? Yeah, I, I'm not sure. All, all I've seen is like just uh, drivers just enjoying their lives right now, and that's pretty much it. I, I think um, like just this morning. I don't know if you guys saw this, but uh, kind of big news in motorsport is Alex Pillow decided that he wasn't going to uh, go to McLaren next year in IndyCar. People are saying it potentially could mean that he's eyeing an F1 seat next year. Um, that would For be who? interesting. I don't know. See, that's the thing. It's like this stuff is like brand new this morning. So, um, I mean, I guess we're also recording on a Saturday morning. This will probably come out on a Monday. So we're a few days ahead. Um, so that's just for the listeners. But anyway, yeah, that Alex Pillow news like just dropped and I mean, it's not huge news, but uh, I did see that this morning, which is kind of interesting if that is what he's eyeing up. But anyway. I didn't have him pegged as the next one to make the step. Like it should be Teo Porcher, or it should be Adam Lawson, in my my opinion. Yeah, yeah, no, I hear you. He he, he is having an incredible year in IndyCar, and he actually would have the super license on like uh, last year. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, 
So yeah, he's he. I think he's running away with the championship in IndyCar this year. Where I'm not sure if Herta ever won one, and if he did, it was like a few years ago. Anyway, yeah, yeah, um, right. yeah. So anyway, since there's no news, we'll go straight into the uh, trash takes that Darnell and I made at the beginning of uh, preseason. No, I'm just kidding. There, it's, a mixed bag. Actually, it's a mixed bag. <laughs> it, is, it is a mixed bag. Um, the first thing that I wrote though, because I'll, I'll go through it a little bit more. Um, in, in order, in a sec, yep. but the first thing that I wrote that I think was probably the most interesting debate that we had was Signs versus Perez. We yes. we went hard at each other because you're a big Checo guy, and I was but defending Carlos Signs. And Kyle, what do you think? We I feel like we have to just hit this one right at the top. Who's having a better season, Carlos Signs or Checo Perez? Carlos. For sure? And it's not even close. <laughs> it's not even close. Perez is literally strapped into a rocket ship. And he's yeah. barely second. Yeah, I had I had Carlos Sainz pegged to regress with Fred Vasseur coming in and that he'd make it Charles's team. But Carlos has basically made up his own strategy every single week, race weekend, and it's worked for him. I don't know if I would say he's had a better season than Checo Perez. I, think I would say they're equal. both mid. They're both mid, just in decent cars. Okay, well, I think that's still a W in uh, my column already. I, I'm taking it. <laughs> oh, 1,000%, Brad. This is all you. And you and I were aligned at preseason that Carlos was going to have a decent year, but that right. Ferrari's just not good. Yeah, I forgot that you were all over Carlos, too. Yeah, there Man, you I'm go. a Charles guy. He's my favorite driver, too. <laughs> we have, so a, we have a bet. Tough. You had bet that Carlos was going to beat Charles at the end of the season, which he still but, can. They're only that is correct. They're like apart, seven but. points away. It's, it's one It's, it's one wall. Possible. I think if if Ferrari makes a step, they're a little bit more competitive than I always think. The more competitive they are, the more Charles will be ahead of Carlos. Where if they're struggling, then that's where I feel like Carlos can just kind of consistently get those mid points that he just has got a really good call here. That's a really good call out. I don't I don't think he has a podium, but he just gets like P five like race after race. Does does Charles Charles has one podium? Does he have any podiums? I think he has two. Oh, he, has, he has two. Uh, You're right. Boys, boys, boys. He has three, including sprints or just just Grand Prix. He's okay. got he's got three podiums, three DNFs. Okay. There What's the podium? I said Baku in Belgium. What's the podium that I'm forgetting? Um, I don't have it off the top of my head, but <laughs> <That's> um, <okay>. <laughs> <laughs> let's just say we'll he's, the for it. there's a, there's a, a segment coming up that I'll be talking about it. <laughs> okay. All right. okay. Right Red on. Bull right ring. On. Red Bull <laughs> ring. All right. So I wrote down some of, uh, Darnell and I's takes and I have to admit going through our, our old pod, Darnell had a lot more hot takes than I did. So I, I guess I got to amp that part up, but way to bring that king um, of the take here, buddy. I love yeah, that for us. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. I guess uh, living up to the name, but uh, Alex Albon will score a top six finish. Was one of them. Pretty close. He he has a P seven. Yeah. Um. So still plenty of I, time. Still plenty of time for that Williams. Yeah. You know. And I think even though you don't tech, they don't technically have a top six yet. Alex has been phenomenal. I, I feel like that's a W. Um, yes. Alonso multiple podiums. Absolutely I got nailed that one. That one. Nailed Absolutely it. Now he might not get it. another one for the rest of the season, but I got <laughs> it in the first half. Yeah. You also said the hash drivers will be the closest matchup. What do you think about that? Oh, uh, I don't. I don't know. I think I think Gasly and Alcon are probably closer. Um, the hash drivers like Hulkenberg's a better qualifier. They both they're both awful in the race. So. But the car sucks. I don't even know if you can really count it, to be perfectly honest. Like, don't they have like 11 points this year? Yep. Combined? 
Yes. Like, yeah, what are we doing Alps. here? Like, Williams are going to be close, too, because they both have zero. Like, is that what we're actually going to talk about well, next? Well, Alba's got points. What okay, sorry. About? Let me, let me back this don't, up. Don't you, don't you dare Alpha loop Alfa Romero is going to be close because they're both going to have one point. Is that better? <laughs> well, K-Mag has actually scored more points in Grand Prix, or he's scored in more Grand Prix than Hulkenberg has. Hulkenberg just has the one huge point-scoring finish in Australia and then three points in a sprint. So even though I would say Hulkenberg's definitely had the measure of K-Mag, K-Mag has actually scored in more Grand Prix than Hulkenberg has, which is kind of interesting. But It is an interesting take. A team's a mess. A team is an absolute mess. <laughs> yeah, Trust the race pace is just, is just shocking. I can't believe how bad it is compared to their, their qualifying pace. They're horrendous it, on tires. Yeah, it's similar kind of to what they were in 2019. It was like they were qualifying consistently kind of best of the rest and then just falling back in the race. It's kind of very reminiscent of that. Um, so another one of your takes, Lando will destroy Oscar. Yeah. And you're an Oscar guy now, D. Oh my no, I, I, God. I, I love Lando though. I, I, so he's not destroying Oscar. I think I also said that Lando was going to outdrive the car, which I think is still true, but Oscar's kept pace. He's been really, Darn really strong. No, you're all your Oscar almighty is out the window hey, now. Who could have foreseen? <laughs> I don't know if anyone has this in there in, in the later segment. Who could have foreseen Oscar? being this good better than daniel yes but this, he's been impressive well, he he was being compared to to russell and leclerc he is the only ju- his junior career is the same as theirs in terms of uh accolades fair but lando when you've seen the last few seasons he's world class i i, I wouldn't have predicted yeah. i was gonna be that close he's been really strong d I'll, I'll jump in front of this and like i i wasn't on the show to do my uh preseason predictions but i actually had oscar at 18 because oh, yeah, I oh, had no, I had no faith in that McLaren junk box, and yeah. they they are absolute fire right now. Well, to be fair to Darnell, he did say it's not going to be the gap between Lando and Daniel, for Lando and Oscar. He said it's going to be closer, and we also thought the McLaren was going to underperform. And also, when the McLaren was kind of ass, Lando was outperforming Oscar by quite a bit. It's now just that this has gone. The car's gotten very competitive that Oscar is all of a sudden kind of just shown that like he arguably is a future world champion to be doing this in a rookie season is pretty incredible. Um, so it's just like these past few races, really. Otherwise, we could have said this was a W for Darnell. So I, I don't think it's complete L. I, I got you, buddy. Thanks. Um, we, can, we can just hand out the rookie of the year trophy now, right? Oh, absolutely. I okay. mean, it's just him and Logan, isn't it? I mean, DeVries is done, so he can't yeah. win. Oh, I, guess, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> Many people do, buddy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Well, and then the last two here, Darnell had that Alpha Tari was going to be P10. That's looking good. And yes. then I only wrote down one because I was pretty um, confident in this one is that Ocon will beat Gasly. So that was one of mine. Right now, that's the case, but really, they're super close. Ocon just has the podium in in Monaco that's kind of making the big difference. So I wouldn't say that's really a huge W for me. So anyway, we spent a lot of time on overachievers and underachievers. So I wanted to get get to these. Fernando Alonso and Lando Norris for Darnell. Mm -hmm. How does does that sound? I feel like it's pretty good. I mean, I know coming out of preseason testing, the Aston looked good, and they kept that form up for the first eight races or so um they've fallen off since then but uh, fernando alonso was an absolute rocket out there mixing it up with the red bulls beating the mercedes lance stroll 
I am not a Lance Stroll fan. We're all Canadians here. I am not. I am not as big as fan. I think he's average to below average. But Fernando Alonso's really shown that. That's actually, you give kind him a of you. Car, what's that? Sorry, that's kind of you. <laughs> he's not terrible. I mean, he's not. Dude, he's, he's not. Though. He's not. He's not. He's not Logan Sargent. He's not Nick DeVries. You know, he's not that bad. Um, but Fernando has shown that you give him a good car, he's still competitive at 42 years old. So I'm I'm happy with that. And we both had Lando. I just kind of gave it to you because we were we were kind of we were hyping Lando up in the preseason pretty hard. We were kind of I, I think I called us Lando lovers or something like that. So I should have put my McLaren shirt on. I have a McLaren t-shirt. I should have put it on. So yeah, Land Lando's a W. I still think he, he had a bit of a rough start to the season. I like something in Saudi Arabia, he like crashed in qualifying or like hit the inside of a wall. He did. Yes. He, he, he had did. a bit of a scrappy start to the season, but now that the car's competitive, like I said with Oscar, they're both just flying. They have an absolutely phenomenal driver lineup. So two W's for Darnell there for sure. So then my overachievers, I had Nico Hulkenberg. I was pumping his tires pretty hard at the beginning of the season. And then my other one Brad, Brad, was Brad, Carlos Sainz. Well, I'm gonna give I'm going to give Brad a half point for Nico. He He's a rocket in qualifying. And it's an overachiever, not like a star of the grid. This guy just returned after a few years out. He is absolutely overachieved. Come on. If the car had... He's like 100 years old. Isn't tires. he like 29 or 30 or something like that? That's 100? What's Lewis? What's Lewis, man? Grandfather? Lewis is Yoda, man. Like, he just doesn't age. Like, he's like, yeah, like, whenever you want to stop driving, let us know. <laughs> I think Hulkenberg's like 35. Yeah, that's what I thought. I thought he was like 34. You just said 29. Well, I said like, like my first, my yeah, first, he... my first rip was 34. And then I was like, 29. So like 29, quite a few drivers over 20, yeah. 29, 35. Yeah. Something like that. You know me, <laughs> but no, like he, like, I, I, I don't like him. I don't, I don't think he's a good driver. I think he's fine. I think the car's just trash. It can't, okay. it can't keep yeah, it. Yeah, time. And they have here. terrible strategies. Nico or Lance Stroll. Nico. 100%. Nico. Every day of the week. Okay. Nico. Yeah. Lance doesn't have Lance doesn't have any racecraft. He's not a particularly good qualifier. At least Nico could qualify. Okay, so let's unpack this. Twentieth Nick DeVries. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nineteenth sure. Lance Stroll. No. Eighteen I, Nico. I would put Logan still nineteenth at the yeah, moment. Agree with that. See, I, I don't potential. Even rank I have Logan over Lance, obviously, <laughs> but right now, yeah, Logan's not good. He's and I, I was Holkenberg's better than K Meg too. Agree with that. Like he's, he's proving it this season. I think, I think that's got to be right there, but I don't know. I think you're sleeping on Nico, Kyle. I don't know. Okay. Maybe, maybe I need like a woke test here. Well, I I don't want to take us off topic, but Brad, what do you, what I think neither of those drivers have contracts next year is Nico or K mag. Do you think either of them come back? I think they would be silly to not bring Nico back. Um, and I would, I would be surprised if they didn't bring K mag back just because of like the history. And I think they still love him at that team, but it has been a tough season for K-Mag. Um, it just, they have to have someone who who is worth bringing in. And I don't think Haas wants to bring in rookies anymore after that horrible experiment that they had with Schumacher and Mazepin. So, so honestly... long term, like, what can they do? They can't keep, keep bringing back old drivers. Like, what's... I think they absolutely can. I, really? I think I think if there was a shock move at Red Bull, like, they would probably try to... say Checo Perez. Yeah, I had the same Someone problem. like that, if... Uh, Alpha got rid of Bottas. I think they would probably recruit someone like him. Um, I, I feel like that's probably what they're going to do unless they get an absolute 
star of a rookie, kind of like Leclerc was in 2018. Or possibly Ollie Behrman. He is killing it in F2. I feel like he has to be like a for sure prospect if they were ever to bring a rookie in again, um, at least in the recent future. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Is this a kid show, Brad? No swearing? I I don't know. I've never actually like established whether or not I want to swear because I have, but I like do it very like few and far between. Okay. So... I don't so know. I just, no, I we should. hit the explicit button when we upload our <laughs> podcast. So. <laughs> well, we can shoot the shit. I mean, come on. I, I can I can put explicit on for one episode. I don't no, know. No, I'll, I'll tone like, it back. I'll tone it back. <laughs> it's, it's Saturday morning. It's it's nine twenty one. Let's <laughs> we're still yeah. drinking coffee out here. That's that's fair. That's fair. So underachievers, Darnell and I came to the show and we we're both like Alpha Tower driver lineup. Absolutely, are going to underachieve. I think we we took L's here. I mean, Yuki Sonoda has had an absolutely overachieving, right. overachieving first half. So I think we both have to eat our words there. Um, but then you had some Carlos say, Sainz. Some say overachieving, overachie- but some say just right there. Yuki is my guy. He deserves Perez a seat. He is overachieved. No, 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 no. Okay. Brad, he's get him. The Red get Bull him. Ticket. He's not a Red Bull driver. Get him. No. He he's not ready for Red Bull, but he has absolutely overachieved expectations. So we definitely lost there. Um, I had Joe Guan Yu. I don't know. Has he really underachieved? I don't think achieved? he's underachieved. I think yeah. he's just achieved. The car's not very good, and he's not. He's just they're average. Yeah, yeah, very mid. And and Carlos Sainz, Carlos Sainz, I had overachieved. Darnell underachieved, and I think we're both wrong because I think he is also just achieved. I so there we go. That's pretty much all of our main takes from uh, our podcast at the beginning of the season during preseason testing. Um, I, how, how do you think we did overall, Kyle? Honestly, not terrible, not bad at all. Um, I'm like very torn in the middle of because like I had a lot of your takes and a lot of Darnell's takes. But as a as a prediction episode, I think you guys actually knocked it out of the park, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know if any of us really had like a horrible take. Besides, I mean, Darnell didn't just say Yuki Snowda will underachieve. He said he's trash. So that and arguably might. be I the said worst this would be his last part. season, <laughs> and that is that. That is not the case. It, it literally goes Max Yuki and then the rest. <laughs> Yuki I don't know is why you love guy. him so much. Like he's driving really well. I think his average finishing position. I heard this in another podcast is twelve point seven, which is amazing for that car. But he's exactly. not the second best driver on the grid. Let, let's tone it down. Man, you guys are sleeping on Yuki. He's my guy. A broken Daniel Ricardo came in and beat him in Hungary. Well, I mean, Yuki, Yuki had food poison the day before. Okay, yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so, now we'll go into my usual prize demise and surprise segment. Except, obviously, it's a little bit different. It's not the prize demise and surprise for a race, which is basically a W L and a surprise of the weekend. We're doing it for the entire first half of the season. So why don't we start out with Darnell? Let's hear who your prize is for the first half of the F1 season. I mean, actually before, before you get into that, I think we all have to agree that Red Bull probably is the prize for everyone. I didn't put down Red Bull cause it's just so obvious. But Darnell, he, he no, I did hot takes. I, so if we were doing three, they would have been one of them. 
But if anyone who knows me, I always go off the board. That's just how I do my thing. My prize goes to the regs. It goes to the regulations. And for, for everyone that's saying that the season's been boring because Red Bull's winning, I agree with that fact. Red Bull has been running away with it. They're dominating. They're going to win both championships. But if you take Max out of it, we would have one of the most competitive seasons in a very, very long time, right? The regs yep. are working. The cars can drive a lot closer. They are, we're, we're seeing, I think we have here four drivers, sorry, drivers from four different teams in the top five. It is competitive for second. It is competitive for third. You have McLarens in there sometimes. You have Ferraris in there sometimes when they get their strategy right. Lewis is back. Like, Max has made this season seem like it's a complete failure, but if you take him out of it, we are seeing one of the most fun seasons since probably 2008, 2009, right? So for me, my prize goes to the regulations. No, I, I think that's that's a fair one. Uh, I've seen quite a few people now like work out what the standings would look like if you just took Max Verstappen out and bumped everyone up one. And it, it is crazy. Like If you look at all the storylines, I actually had a tweet about it from the from the British Grand Prix, um, what it would look like if Max Verstappen wasn't in that race. It was like Logan Sargent first points, Lando Norris first win, Oscar Priastri podium. Uh, like also what? that battle between that battle between Lando and Lewis would have yes. been for the win. Yes. Like yes. all of it was just insanity. But Max Verstappen's there, which is <laughs> kind of ruining the fun. But yes. it's it's not his fault. At the end of the day, it's everyone else's fault for just not being as good as him and for dropping the ball compared to Red Bull. We might have to unpack this. Why? The regulations? You're not, you don't, you don't agree? agree? No, no, just Brad's last comment with like, <clears throat> everyone's not as good as him. Like, let's relax here. It's the car that's better. Everyone's not as good as him. And that's I was bringing in the heat today. Um, yeah, no, I, no, Verstappen I, is, I, I believe different. 65% of his success is that car. If you put him on a Ferrari, he's never winning a race. He wouldn't win the championship. He'd win a race. Okay. Yeah, I, that right, is a fine tough with one. me. I've already proved my point. That is a tough one. No, like the car is absolutely dominant, obviously. But I think Checo, who we know is not a terrible driver. Like, can we at least admit he's not a terrible driver? He is middle What's of the road. What's not terrible? He's mid. He's middle of the road at least. He's mid. Yeah, so he's 10th? I don't know, maybe in that range. But anyway. Eight through 11. <laughs> he is, he is, he's basically proved that. It's only dominant in Max's hands because how many races he, he went, what was it? Six races in a row without getting a P2 in that ridiculously dominant car. He went like, five races in a row without making Q3, wasn't well, it? Yeah. And of course the Q3 stat, which was just ridiculous. <laughs> in that car, too. you should not overtake as much as he does. But he's still second in the championship. Let's not forget Dude, this. I could be yeah. second in the championship with that car. Fair <laughs> like, enough. Honestly, if you give Brad that car, since he's got some karting experience now, He's going to be second, no doubt. Yeah, for sure. I was I was flying on that track in this. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, how, how about we move on to to Kyle's prize? Who who do you got, man? I got McLaren, and um, it's kind of recency bias, but just Definitely. as a whole, <laughs> but as a whole, looking at this team, and just knowing you have Lando and what Oscar turned out to be, like you've seen the Alpine uh, ripples, like they fired everyone. And I think it's a performance for them, but B because they lost Oscar, but the future for this team is so bright. They were junk and now they are a good car. 
So honestly, um, like this is more of like a forecast, but McLaren has a bright future. And like from where I had them to where they are now, I think McLaren is got is kind of like the darling of the ball. I can't disagree because the the step that they made in midseason was it, it is incredible. I just think that if you remember back to like Australia and what we were saying about them after Bahrain and Saudi Arabia, I just can't really give them like a prize for the first half because of how bad and how like badly they missed their targets at the beginning of the season. But and they it is, fixed it so rapidly, right? Like, yes, but at the same time, like. The, the jump that Aston Martin made from last year was even bigger, but they have fallen back a little bit, but still a little bit. Uh, yeah. they Well, yeah, they're still Dude. up there. They're still third but technically, but Alonso was fifth in Belgium. True. I think to, to Kyle's point, I'll, I'll back you up, Kyle. They My guy. seem like a cohesive group too. They get the strategies, yeah. right? The team is in lockstep with one another. I agree with you, Brad. Like those first few races were pretty abysmal to watch. Well, Lando but, only got points in three of the first eight races or something like that. Their trajectory now is solid. And like, there's 10 races left. Will they catch Aston Martin? I don't know. Because Aston, you have to imagine, is going to, they, they got to turn things around at least a little bit. But they're going to be in the mix. They're going to be in the mix for sure. I think they catch him because they have two co- like good drivers where Aston has one. They are one. They are a one car team. That's a good point. They're well, you're, you're dipping into uh, one of the questions I had for second half predictions. So, I mean, okay. we can okay. we can get into it I'll right pause. now. We're already I'll in the pause. middle of it, but <laughs> um, no, I, McLaren is is definitely a good one. Like I considered it, I just was like thinking thinking of everything that we could, every one that we could pick. I was just like, with how bad that start was, I don't know if I can really give it to them. So, I opted for just a driver. I went Fernando Alonso. I think this first half that he's had, even with the car uh, kind of dropping off in the second half of the first half, he has still been brilliant from day one until right now. So it doesn't matter that he's 42. He is just sensational. And I would say he's probably been the second best driver of the first half. He I just did with six podiums, right? He had P3 like five and, thirds and then a second or something like that. He, he was a yeah, podium yeah. until Spain, no? If I'm not mistaken, I think he missed one. He missed, Baku. One? He missed one in Baku. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. Right. So, but yeah, still like three podiums in the first three, and then like another three after that. Like, yeah. And he's just dummying Lance Stroll. I know we don't think of him too highly, but what he's been doing to him is just what Fernando Alonso does to pretty much every teammate. Curiously, he's the only one to whitewash his, his teammate in. I think, right? Uh, full, like, uh, in qualifying. He's the only one to whitewash teammates. He's 10-2 right now, but, yeah, it's pretty impressive. What, what, what do you mean? Because I think Albon has every single session over Sargent in, in qualifying anyway. Good I think over the course Brad. of a full season, he's the only oh, okay. one to ever completely whitewash a teammate. When you say gotcha. before, that's what he does, this is what he okay. does. Yeah, gotcha. I, I'm not sure who he would have done that to. Probably Van Dorn, I'm, I'm guessing, but... Yeah, <laughs> Probably, no, you don't yeah. know. Um, no, I don't. I don't have the the names. Yeah. Well, anyway, it's it. This is just yeah. This is what he does. He has done this to so many teammates in the past, and even when he's gotten great teammates like Button and and Hamilton, 
He has been right up there with them, obviously, because the guy's world class. And I think I made a hot take on your podcast about just if the career decisions were a little bit different for Alonso, that yeah, he would arguably this. be the GOAT. Um, so I well, got to give him He made the right flowers. decision. This, he deserves a prize just for choosing Aston over Alpine. To be That's right. That. That's because uh, how about I'll just go straight into mine because it segues perfectly because my demise Perfect. is Perfect. Alpine. I hope I didn't steal yours because I think that was no. obvious. No. They it's are a complete dumpster fire. Uh, like Kyle mentioned, they fired everyone. They missed out on Alonso and Piastri. They have underachieved. They were saying, I think in Baku, that they were going to bring these upgrades that was going to put them even with Mercedes. That didn't happen. I think Baku was their worst uh, weekend of the season. They were just blowing up everywhere and crashing into each other. And yeah, and, e- and even the race that they did do well, Australia, they threw it away they by crashing into each other. other. Like, oh man, double DNFs before. Um, two double DNFs before Belgium as well. They did end off on a decent note with Gasly P3 in the in the sprints, and I think Ocon had decent points in the race. But still, just another year of disappointment for that team and underachieving, and they just have no direction. So, yeah, I think um, I think this is nail on the head. Um, I think they're absolutely the obvious choice. So I, I'd be surprised if Darnell went that way because, like Darnell said earlier, we like to go off the board. I don't go off yeah. <laughs> but no, you're, you're completely right, and. Like they've lost all like their path. Like they they don't know where they're going. They need a compass. Like they yeah, don't like they do. Like they, need they, Ryan they have no to run idea. The show. Exactly. Ryan Reynolds in the paddock, <laughs> and he'll turn that ship around. <laughs> Just Deadpool's like like their team principal now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that investment was like all great news. And then they just double DNF'd in Hungary. And everyone was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, no, nothing's changed yet. Yeah, imagine, dumping in like seven, imagine dumping in like 700 mil like they did. And then just watch your cars crash into just each watch other. Watch it go like, into a wall. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay. Like that on fire. Yeah, that is a very Alpine thing to do. Um, so I guess why don't we do this snake draft? We'll go back to uh, to Kyle. Who do you got okay. for your demise? Brad, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I like to bend the rules. I actually have two here, but I'll okay. make it short and sweet. My first one's Aston Martin. That's crazy. <laughs> they have just lost all of the pace. They came out as the second fastest car, and they're tra- they're, they're projecting to probably finish fourth or fifth. I kind of disagree with you. The demise of the first half yeah, is they were the team that made last the biggest year. jump. They're second. Yeah, no. They're sorry, third in the championship. That's it. Okay. I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm going to make it short and sweet. I just don't like how the last, some recency bias again, just like my McLaren take, I don't like the direction that they're going to go. And simply, Lance Stroll sucks. We've talked about it all podcast. Alonzo can only do so much, and his car's not as good as Max's, so he can't carry his team to the next level. So I'm really worried about the Aston Martin. You don't forget, though, they have a lot of wind tunnel time to use. They have upgrades coming. Like, they will... The car Darnell. will get quicker again. I was on Aston Martin last year to make big jumps. I'm team Aston Martin. I was excited at the start. I am terrified panic button now. I I see. I I'm don't think there. you should be. I think this was still an incredible step. Next year, they should make another step. They have, you know, stalled a little bit in development, which is a bit of a concern. Lance Stroll obviously is a concern as well. Yeah. But I do think, like, this team wasn't aiming. Like, they're ahead of, uh, ahead of schedule. They were aiming at like 25, 26 to when they're going to be really competitive. And they're already really competitive. But, do, but don't you think that's kind of like shoot yourself in the foot because the regulations no. are going to change and everything? No, like, not at all. 
take the I'm take nervous. the strides when you can take them. I'm nervous. I'm nervous. It's about getting the right infrastructure in place for when they do start those new regs. Yeah. And I think the hires they've made have all obviously panned out. And this new factory is only going to help as well. They're still not like really fully integrated into it yet. I, I think that is an L take, Kyle. I'm sorry. <laughs> all right. Well, like that was my tinkering. My real one is Sergio Perez. Okay. I like that one better. This guy sucks. No, he's, he's no longer mid. He's in a rocket ship. You're barely I, hanging on to second. I'm sorry. You, you're just wrong. No, dude. Why is he passing 100 cars? You're it doesn't wrong. make any you're sense. Wrong. You're wrong. Him he's passing not, okay. 100 cars is literally ludicrous. I'm going to defend my boy. He has four overtakes. I'm going to defend my boy. Yes. Is he Valtteri Bottas in those Mercedes years? No, he's not. He's not consistently second, consistently beating Lewis in, in qualifying. He's not that. He doesn't suck though. Like you, okay, you don't go have to go it. with the extremes. He's every mid. every He's every mid, every everyone who would be ahead of Sergio Perez right now in that car: go. Alonso, Hamilton, Charles, Russell, Sands, L- Sainz. No, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Sainz and him are in the same in the same category. No, no chance. If you put Perez in a Ferrari, he has fourteen points. How do you go from he sucks to only seven drivers are better than him? Like because the car's at ten and he's a six. <laughs> so I think this I think this also is not even just about Checo. I think this also speaks volumes about the disrespect to Max Verstappen as well. Like Max Verstappen is incredible. He's dominated. I'm a Lewis guy. Look, look, look at the shirt I'm wearing. Yeah. Oh, that's a fire shirt. That's by so the way. Good. I, I'm a huge Lewis guy. But Max is already dominate, dominating more than he ever dominated. Like this domination is Michael Schumacher level and arguably even better. Like this is domination we have never seen before. He is different, man. Like he's so good. He doesn't put a foot wrong like ever. That is insane. He's so Dude, quick. Checo it's is the car. It's, the car is part of it for sure. But dude, anyone would be absolutely their confidence would be absolutely shot going next to that guy because you're looking at the data and you're like how the does he do that how does he do that so why doesn't he finish on pole every race uh max yeah well the the car isn't as good in qualifying as as it is in the race they've set it up like that from the start I'm just um, saying, but if he was so dominant in the best why isn't he finishing on pole even if it's not set up for qualifying Lewis didn't have every pole like it the car, to Brad's point, is set up for race pace because they doesn't they don't need to be pulled to win. That's you don't, you don't get points it for doesn't even matter. It doesn't, it doesn't even matter where he qualifies anyway because he's going to win from P twenty. Yeah, it helps. Of course, it helps to not have to overtake anyone. But if you're if you're second or third, whatever, you're he's still going to win. I'm just saying, Perez single overrated. lap pace is not a is not a true measure now, of your of your. I don't hate the cost. take because I, I think Perez has been disappointing. I think the flashpoint of the season was Miami. I mean, that performance from Max Verstappen was otherworldly and Perez was so disappointing. I mean, you have that we were talking about a championship aspirations. You have to win when Max Verstappen actually does make a mistake in qualifying. And the way Max just like closed that gap, even on like the older tires, it was sensational. And I mean, that's why I think you're also disrespecting Max a little bit. Um, So Checo's not terrible. But yes, he has been disappointing, so I can't really hate the take, but you're going a little bit overboard. Look, Brad, it's you. a guy's duty to be the 10th guy. If the first <laughs> nine guys say yes, the 10th guy's got to say no and ask why. Fair enough, fair enough. <laughs> All right. 
Get Let's go. Fired uh, up here. What's yours, buddy? Darnell. Or Darnell's, right? Sorry. Yep. I have Pirelli. I have Pirelli, but I don't think it's their fault. Let me explain. Let me explain. Okay. Off the board. I always go off the board. Off the board. The reason I have Pirelli is I don't remember a season where cars could go an entire race on a single set of tires. It just doesn't make any sense to me. The problem is, though, the FIA and F1 have handcuffed Pirelli where they have to build a safe tire. And as a result, they've built a tire that's so durable, you don't actually need to make a pit stop. I was watching a race from 2012, if I'm not mistaken. These guys are making three or four pits. Everyone, the leaders, what doesn't matter. They're making three or four pit stops. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it was, a, it was awesome. It was complete pandemonium. The grid was being thrown all over the place. You didn't know who was following. It was nuts. It was amazing. And we're at a point now where it's basically a procession. You, you know you're going to come in. You might get the undercut. Then you get it overtaken. Like, it's just kind of, it's just kind of predictable. And so I think... You know, there's conversations about is Bridgestone coming back, a tire, whatever, competition. I don't think that's what we need. I think what we need is to force the force the teams to do more tire tests so that we can build a, a tire that's safe, but that's also going to degrade to a point where we see two, three pit stops. So for me, the first half of the season, a lot of it, while it has been exciting, I think we're missing an element of strategy that would be in there if the tires were less durable. And as a result, I have Pirelli. It's not a bad yeah, take. No, I, I, I like the take. Um, there, I think there's a few things there. I think we'd arguably seeing more domination, though, if the tires were worse, just because Red Bull is by far the best on their tires. Um, and I do think it was also a little bit worse at the beginning of the season. I, I feel like lately we have actually had some two-stop races. Um, if the, I don't know if it was anything really to do with that new construction of the Pirelli tire. I don't think it was. I think I it was just so. a little bit more track specific with like Hungary and Belgium just chew into your tires a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, I, I think you're absolutely right. The uh, the I think you said like 2011, 2012, whatever year it was, that was just at the end of the the tire war, and Pirelli had actually just started out and they weren't really that good at making tires yet that's why the tires were just falling off a cliff now they've actually understood how to make a good tire and they've made them too good it's too, but, yeah, it's too yeah. good. yeah so uh, further, a tire further, war also sorry so go ahead i said further to your point brad is um you could argue that red bull's pit team if you will is so much better than the rest like consistently doing 2.2s and whatever would mm-hmm. also increase their gap yeah, I almost take them out of it though. Like, okay, yeah, you're right. You're you are right. They'd be more dominant. They're, they're already they're probably, dominant. It doesn't probably, matter. But they're probably buying a full second and a half just off pit stops. Uh, yeah. If they average around two to two point two, yeah. But I mean, yeah. like, the rest of the field would be more chaotic. Max oh, is going to win regardless. Yeah, no, hundred percent. It would be more fun. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It'd be more fun. Yeah, for sure. No, operationally, Red Bull is the best. I think there are other good pit crews. Like, I feel like McLaren. At times, can be really quick. Even Williams, I feel like they actually yeah. have a pretty solid pit crew. Ferrari is Sainz has had a fa- yeah. He's had a I think he's had a fastest so far this season. Like they can they can get it right really well. Mercedes like, is just trash in the in the pit always, stops. Yeah. I, I, always. I hate it. I'm like <laughs> consistently over the coming to pit stops, and every time I'm like, oh, 3.0, that's standard. And that's what they yeah. want too. They're like, but like that's a, that's a nice pit for us. It's a consistent. Yeah. It's a consistent yeah. like three. Man, seconds. if. If yep. Ferrari comes into the pit, I literally go for a walk. I'm like, I don't want to see this. 
I, I almost wonder if it's a philosophy for Mercedes. Where they're just <laughs> I, like, we'd rather not make a mistake and just do three seconds than try and do it quick and then have these mistakes from from time to time. I don't you can know. Build it's it in, right? Like, I actually don't your, hate you that. Know take. your window. Whereas Ferrari, yeah. it might be great. It might be absolute <laughs> trash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, since we're doing Snake, we'll go right back to Darnell for your surprise of the first half. I could go off the board. Should I go off the board one more time? Is Do that it, my buddy. thing? All right. If if you don't pick a driver or constructor, though, I'm going to lose it because <laughs> you, got, you went regulations and then tires. <laughs> okay. My off the board is not, but I, okay, I'll go on the board. I'll go with Oscar. I'll go with Oscar. Okay. I'll go with the safe choice. Oscar Piastri coming into the season. He made the right decision to not go with Alpine. Let's go with that. First of all, but to, you know, we talked about a bit before. Yes, he has the pedigree, but you never really know if that's going to translate, especially when you go up with against a teammate like Lando Norris in a car at the beginning of the season that was absolutely horrendous. He started off a little rocky, kind of getting his getting his bearings in F1, but he has really, really shined the last few weeks, uh, last few races rather. And I think I'm not going to say he's a potential world champion. I think we got to pump the brakes a little bit when you have Lando, George, and Charles still ahead of him. But he is definitely, definitely a race winner. And I think he could do it in that McLaren if they can continue on this trajectory. And I'm really excited for that that driver lineup. If they continue to develop the car, maybe they won't compete with Max. But I think that they're right. They're going to be right there with Mercedes over the they're next They're going to have the best season. driver lineup. Like, as soon in, as Lewis retires. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's, that's exactly the best what I was going to say. The best pairing. Unless Lando sure. leaves. <laughs> Yeah, which I mean is possible, but yeah, no, I completely agree. Oscar has been a very pleasant surprise. Um, yeah, I don't really have anything else to add. I think we've we've seen it. You nailed the it. Past, yeah, the past few Grand Prix, like he is a pretty special rookie. We haven't had a rookie like this in a while, so it's it's really nice to see. Who would have been the last one, George? Uh, but he was in the terrible Williams, so it's really yeah. hard to show like his his it's his talent. Uh, yeah, his talent. Um, That's why Albon's so impressive also, right now. What, what was that? That's why Albon's so impressive right now. Oh, yeah. Um, well, we don't have to get into to mine yet because we're going to go to you. But I, I will say I, I do have something kind of Williams related. Okay. okay. In, in a little moment. teaser. But anyway, we'll, we'll, we'll go to you. Um, this is a surprise demise for me. Okay. Um, he has a lot of demises. Yeah, yeah well, I got, I got corals. I got corals. I, I told you I got I told you guys I woke up spicy. Mine's uh Leclerc. Okay. And um Interesting. as a Ferrari fan and being the second best car last year and watching all the other teams make such strides, like he had three wins, eleven podiums, nine poles, and he was the only one who was able to fight Max last year. To move to this year where he only has three podiums, fifth in the driver standings, three no-point races, it's surprising that he's not a top three driver. Is it him, though? I never said that. Oh, okay. I'm just saying it's surprising to see him fifth in the standings. I like it. I, I didn't think of it at all. I love that take. I think it's been a pretty rocky season for Leclerc. Um, especially after, like you said, we were talking of, of, of world championships last year at the beginning of the season. And this year, it's kind of just like he feels more like a Carlos Sainz than he does a match. He feels Verstappen. very mid. And that, that was surprising to me. Oh, 
He's he's still what a, a great take. qualifier. I mean, I'm just saying. Honestly, I, like and like I, I, I would love to defend my guy, there. but he's right. He's, but he's right. Oh, I, I want to defend my guy, but he's right. That's why it's surprising. I I, I, I like it. I like it. I That's feel for him. I respect it. I think for me, the quintessential moment is Canada, where he wanted to come in. Right, he wanted to come in for tires. The and team yelled. told him no, and he stayed out. Dude. Do what Carlos is doing. Make up your own fucking strategy. Yeah. No, I think that's a that's a great point. I feel like he's still – I don't know if it, he just doesn't have it in him or if he just wants to trust the team. Like I feel like it might be more the latter where he just wants the team to be like a Red Bull. So he wants to yep. trust them and then he keeps doing it and then he's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> and, there, and, and now there's rumors that there's the extensions on the table that he's probably going to sign it. Can you imagine two or three more years of him in a Ferrari? Just, I don't know. I feel his career just spiraling. It just, I don't know. I personally don't think he ever gets a world championship. And I've said that before. I don't think, I don't think he has it in him, but I think time is going to run out and Lando's going to surpass him and George is going to surpass him. The only way he gets it is if he takes Perez's seat, which is not going to happen. Doesn't seem like A, it's not going to happen. B, he has to deal with Max. And I still think Max is better than. Max would bury him mentally, I think. Bury him. I, I don't think the second Red Bull seat is as enticing as, as people make it out to be because I just don't think anyone can beat Max. So you're not going to go there and win a championship. You might win some races. If that's your aspiration in your career to win some races, you'll do that. But I had this discussion with um, a friend of mine that he's the Red Bull fan that I bring on uh, uh, quite a few times now. He asked me if he ever thinks Leclerc is going to leave Ferrari and I would have to say I don't think he ever will. He has stronger ties to that team than I think anyone else does on the grid besides maybe Max and Lewis in their respective teams. It's so sad. Just feel bad for him. He's like a McDavid in Edmonton. It's like, you're never going to win there, man. Just leave. We're going to look back (laughs) 20 years from now and be like, what could have been? Yep, 100% agree. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, So anyway, we'll go go into my surprise. Um, Like I said, I didn't actually choose Albon or Williams, but I, that's who I, I, I made a last minute switch this morning. Okay. I had Williams cause I think they have actually the been very surprising or the team they bring in. Yeah. They bring in vowels. Yeah. Um, and I was a bit concerned. Like they were, they had brand new management at the beginning of the season. And I'm like, I feel like they're probably going to take a backward step. I hate to say it cause I am a Williams guy, but they have been operationally brilliant this year. I think, I don't think they have a quick car, but their pit stops, their strategies, have been amazing. And Alex Albon is a perfect driver to build around. So I think that was a pleasant surprise to see, you know, them up there in P7 right now. But admittedly, I think the most surprising thing about this season is that Daniel Ricciardo has returned. I mean, Uh after everything, after everything that happened last year, he said he never wanted to, he didn't want to come back to a team like Alpha Tower. And then he joins a P10 squad. I mean, a driver dropped mid season. I, I think that's just incredibly surprising. So I went for that just because last season, if someone said, Oh yeah, Daniel's probably going to join mid season and alpha Terry, I would have been like, no, like, have you heard anything that he's said so far? Like he's not going to do that. So I made a joke on our pod that um, Red Bull, like, Increase their recycling program because they just gave all their broken parts to AlphaTauri. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's even rumors that they'll just AlphaTauri is just going to run the RB19 it's, next year. It's just wild. 
it's wild. <laughs> I don't think that's happening. No, because and they, they come out multiple times, and lots of people have said this. They like to design their own parts as much as they can. Like to design their own parts. So it if that's the case, if they're actually going to take the old old Red Bull, it just speaks to what's going on behind the scenes with that team. Um, and I wonder what the future is once we get into the new regulations there. Yeah, no, it's a great point. Like, what's the point of the team if they're just going to take the old Red Bull? I don't know why they allow it. To be perfectly honest with you. I, I, I'm, I'm not sure they do. Like, I think those rumors are a little bit like I never really read into them too much. I just kind of saw the headlines and I was like, no, like that's not going to happen. Um, but yeah, no, it is kind of strange. Like for a uh, sister team, junior team, whatever you want to call them, like they're not even in the same country as Red Bull. I know. Like, is in Italy. Red Bull's in <laughs> England. It, it's yeah, it's confusing. But no, that that's my biggest surprise of the first half is the fact that Ricardo has already returned and he's in the worst team in the constructors standings. And it's not even close. That car stinks. I think it's close. I, I think their driver lineup, because they don't have a, a second driver, and Yuki's been a bit unlucky. I think that's the only reason why they're like a few points behind the Haas uh, Alfa Romeo group there with and with Williams. Uh, what, I feel like you're ready to say something, Darnell. Well, I was going to say, I think the Haas and and the Alfa Tari are equally as as bad. The Alfa, the Alfa Romeo is so hard to get a feel for it. They never show it on the broadcast. So it's really kind of hard to get a feel for, is it the drivers? Is it the strategy? They're is the most the anonymous team. They just exist. Until 26, they just exist. Yeah, and that's a puzzling one too, where I'm not really sure what the direction is for that team, at least in the short term. Obviously, when Audi comes in, different story. But for the next two years, it's like, where's where are these guys going to be? Like, What are they doing with this driver lineup? It doesn't seem very good <laughs> for lack of a better word um so it, it's it's a bit puzzling so yeah why don't we look ahead though at the second half how how i figured we could do this is i wrote down five kind of just talking points so we can go through instead of being like okay make a bold prediction i'm just gonna ask you guys a question see what you think and i'm gonna start off with i think the question that's been asked a million times so far in the first half will there be a new winner this season or will Red Bull? Oh, that's a good question. Wow, I didn't think of that. That's a really good question. Um, I I don't think so. I I think it's going to be a Red Bull sweep. Um, as mid as Perez is, if Max drops the ball, he'll pick it up. Um, yeah, no. Uh, I I honestly think if it's this year, I don't know if you guys agree with this, but re- reliability is not really a thing. Every car almost makes it to the finish line for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, just so, for Alpine, basically. Yeah, yeah, Alpine, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Alpha's had issues, but besides that, yeah, yeah, but like teams you forget, right? exactly. So the top, the like top, I, I, the top five teams. Russell had a big retirement in Australia. He he was oh, yeah, leading he the race, I think. When when he or yeah, no, he was leading the race or some yeah. Oh, yeah, no, no, you're 100 percent right. He came in for an early pit stop. He was leading the race. Came in for like an early pit stop and then retired there. But anyway, yeah, go ahead. But uh, yeah, no, I I think that Red Bull car's too good. And um, to be honest, a hot take maybe, but if there is someone to win the race, I think it's a McLaren. I'll take the field. Uh, I'll take the field because you you can never rule out shenanigans. You know what I mean? I know we've had wet races already and they've still managed to win every single one, but it just takes a wet race. Someone taps him in the rear, (coughs) Lewis. Puts him in a wall, and <laughs> you realize you have to catch up to the Red Bull to do that, right? But it happens off the start. I'll, like think back to Silverstone last year, was Joe on the top, like on his head, going down the straight. You know what I yep. mean? Like 
it just takes something like that or Valtteri taking out half the field a couple years ago. And you never really know. So I'll take the field because of shenanigans, not because of race pace. Well, when you say shenanigans, and I'm looking at the races left, you're you're basically saying Singapore or Japan. If they get through those two races, it's almost over, if you will. We don't know what Vegas is going to bring. And we don't know Qatar either because it doesn't, you know, we've only had one race there. But Vegas is a good shout. Who knows? Yeah, and uh, Brazil seems to be a, uh, one of those races where it just kind of equalizes the field a little bit. Like, Red Bull was not very good there last year, and they were dominant in the second half. And all of a sudden, the uh, the straight-line speed of the other teams because of the elevation was just pretty on par with them. Um, so, I don't know. I personally, am, I, I'm going to take Red Bull to do it, honestly. I think uh, Max Verstappen is just operating on a different level, like I've said many times. Red, Red Bull just doesn't seem to make any mistakes. They might make a mistake in qualifying. It doesn't matter. The only, I think Singapore is a good show there, Kyle. If they make another mistake in qualifying there, that's a tough one, just regardless of dates. Yeah, Checo won it last year, but you get rain, yeah. you never know there. Yeah. No, I think it's hard to say because we're just trying to predict the future. We can't possibly, uh, you know, know if, if they're going to run into any shenanigans. Um, but I will say, I think the way that Max drives into turn one, like he would literally go out on the grass to avoid a collision at this moment because he's just like, it doesn't matter. Like as long as I don't crash on the first lap, <laughs> we're good to go. Um, okay. My next That's a really one, good question. Yeah, I like that. Will Daniel Ricardo outperform Sonoda? Hard no. Yuki's the best driver on the grid. <laughs> oh, yeah. I guess I, I should have known that yeah, from Kyle's take. <laughs> I, I also think no. I, I This might be a hot take on it itself. I don't think Daniel Ricciardo is that great. Like, he had his window of time with Red Bull where he was phenomenal. He had that one season with Renault where he was great. Okay, he's a race winner. That was six years ago. Like, let's pump the brakes on the Daniel Ricciardo love. I love having him on the on the grid. The personality is amazing. But he's not... That I want I, I want to I want to agree with you, but like even like Red Bulls come out and like doing the simulations, he's they they were like I don't know what happened to him, but we're fixing him. I don't think he's like a race winner again, but I I still think same. I know I'm not, not saying a great he's a race winner. Out there. Mercedes has proven that. But what I'm saying is, I wouldn't be surprised if he scores points. Yeah, I guess. I, yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't answer this one. I don't bury Maybe? him in nineteenth. That's all I'm saying. No, I don't think he's 19, but I don't think he's people again. They're just like, oh my God, Daniel Ricardo's back. This is incredible. He's fine. He's just a social media darling. Man. He's, he's a worse favorite. than Checo. You think Checo's awful. Can we agree that Checo's better than Daniel Ricardo, though? Oh, well, if, yeah, you, I'm with you, on if here. you say no, with, no, 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 I'm with you on here. I'm with you on you. I'm with you on this one, but Ricardo's at higher career peaks than Checo, but right now I think you'd have to definitely back Checo. My boring answer for this one is that I think Sonoda will outperform him, but Ricardo probably will have some good moments. I'm hoping that he just shows that he's on like a decent trajectory and stays in Formula One next year, just because I feel like off track stuff is more fun in Formula One when Ricardo's around. So I hope he sticks around, but I'm gonna back Sonoda to score more points if Alphatari scores any points in the second <laughs> half. Um, so you yeah, a couple. He, I think he will. He'll get some P9s or tens, something in there. Probably. Four or six. Um, maybe a podium he's better than checo so he, sh- he should be finishing p2 right honestly if give him the red bull watch him 
I've always wanted to see that. Like, just let AlphaTauri and Red Bull switch drivers for oh, a race. Oh, man, I've wanted to see that forever. Like, yeah, Max so has already cool. won the constructors on his own. Yeah, but now they got to go for the clean sweep. Yeah. Yeah. And history, no, it, right? Priorities have changed. He's going for he's going for the race win record at this point. Yeah. True. Which, I don't know if you guys noticed this. Zanvort's the next race. He will tie Sebastian Vettel if he wins at his home race. It's pretty mm-hmm. cool. Well, we kind of already... Uh, talked about this one a little bit and i had them will mclaren catch aston martin so i guess we can go through this one quickly what, what do you guys think i gotta look at the points quickly i gotta confirm so aston's got 196 103 not no no i don't think so the long second half the reason i think they can't is the the reason i think it'll be difficult is i don't think we're gonna see lando oscar continuously getting second and third and if you're just kind of fighting in that five, six, seven, you need there's not enough points up for grabs. You need a payday, right? Yeah, exactly. You need a big payday. You need a max crash. You need a you need a a miracle wet race two, where three. he gets second and and Alonso doesn't get points. Like it's you need those types of things, and I think that'll be tough to come by consistently. I was just looking at like the where they're at in terms of points, like so far for McLaren, almost a hundred points is a big step. Yeah. And like I, I know I'm like bearish on Aston Martin right now and bullish on McLaren, but I, I think it's too much. It is a big gap to come back from, and it would be insane to see them pull it off. I also don't think they will, but I think it's gonna be closer than I think maybe you guys are giving it credit for. I I think these big paydays they have already came and Lance Stroll. It's never really like maybe one race we can give it's them like, two on okay. one. It is. That's exactly my point. It's two on one. If, if Fernando isn't in a great car, then we could see the McLarens have some races where they get three, four, three, five, and those will add up over time. There is still quite a few races to go. I think it's possible. So that's why I put it in there, but I'm also going to say, no, I think Fernando will have a decent amount of good performances just to kind of maintain that gap. Um, but it's going to be close, I think. I, I snap called yes, thinking absolutely, and then I realized like the deficit is so large. Like if they're at 120, I think I'm saying yes. And let's not forget the McLaren doesn't have great straight line speed, so Abu Dhabi not great for them. Vegas not going to be great for them. Um, we have Monza coming up, not going to be great for them. Like there's a, quite a few races coming up where they're probably not going to be anywhere near a podium. That's I don't a good think call. Going to work. Yeah. I think they'll be competitive in Zandvoort, though. I think yeah. that's a track oh, yeah. that probably suits them perfectly. Zandvoort, so, Qatar, they'll be pretty good, probably. That's a lot. It's all turns. Qatar's all turns as well. So, yeah. All right. Well, um, and then I kind of just left this one open. Do you just do you have any big silly season pre- uh, predictions? Because we have a lot of drivers still to sign for next year, and nothing's really been announced. I don't think so. I don't think any major surprises. I think Lewis will sign his contract. The Haas drivers, like you mentioned, that has taken a long time, though. Yeah, what, but it what, always what does. They they always play this dance. He's gonna sign. Like, what else is he gonna do? He's not going to Ferrari. That's not happening. He's he's not going to that shit show. Um, so I think I think we're gonna see a pretty standard procedure uh, for the rest of the silly season, and then the off season we'll see. Because I think we we need to see how Checo finishes. Right, that will be probably one of the spicier things if he has a poor second half. Um, but I think we'll see pretty standard procedure the next couple of weeks. Honestly, Darnell, I don't do this often, but I completely agree with you. 
boring silly season all right i mean the last two seasons have kind of made up for it i think we're due for a boring one so i don't have anything i had some crazy ones at the beginning of the year but i don't believe them anymore so um, (laughs) team foil hats off (laughs) yeah exactly so all right well i think this has been a great chat guys but now i'm gonna put your f1 knowledge to the test oh boy oh yeah we have a game okay I know, Kyle, you just did a trivia game. Just a disclaimer to the listeners, Darnell's (laughs) going to absolutely roast me on this. Not necessarily. You're good with the stats. You're good with that stuff. I'm not. I apologize. I I tried to keep in mind that Kyle's not exactly the biggest Formula One guy. So I'm hoping that this will be even. I'm hoping it'll work out. So we'll start out. How I got it is I'm going to ask you guys both two questions that are worth one point. Mm Mm-hmm. And then a second round, just one question each for two. Then a third round for three, a fourth round for four. And you'll see the fourth round's a little bit different. And then we're ending it off with a wager question where I'm not going to tell you what the question is before, <laughs> but you can wager your points. So I'm going to keep track. Oh, so it's like Jeopardy meets who kind wants of. to be a millionaire. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. Okay. I'm so not. we'll start off here. For one point, we'll start with Darnell. Okay. The black and orange flag. AKA the meatball flag forces mm-hmm. a driver to do what? They have to pick because they have damage. Yeah. Okay. So one point for Darnell. <laughs> yeah. Now, it's Kevin Magnuson's favorite flag. Yes. <clears throat> I, think, I, I, I actually think don't think I would have gotten that. I think he's pulled it out three times. And I think all the other drivers I've seen in my life combined have pulled it out like once. <laughs> yeah. So Not to that, sidebar, but speaking of flags, did you see the guy in, interview the green flag guy in the last race and he was so oh, excited yeah. to wave it that they did rolling starts like he couldn't wave the flag <laughs> and they banned him. Hilarious. He was so disappointed. Anyway, he got sorry, it in that, the Grand Prix. Oh, did he? he okay, he didn't actually get to good. wave it in the Grand Prix. Yeah, but that was good hilarious. The sprint and uh, <laughs> I don't remember the commentary was hilarious. It was like, oh, poor Bernard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was so funny. Yeah, that was hilarious. All right, sorry, sorry to sidebar you. Yeah, no worries. All right, Kyle. Can you name the track in Brazil? Oh, Easy. fuck. Easy Rio? money. You say Leo? I said Rio. Oh. Rio? No. Can I steal points? Can I steal? No, we're not doing <laughs> no, steals. No, no steals. So the answer is interlock. He's Googling it. He's Googling it. Uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I'm actually looking at the construction points right now. Interlagos, yes. Interlagos is the correct answer. Okay, so it's one nothing, Darnell. All right, I like uh, everyone likes to come back. Okay, now Darnell, can you name one component of a Formula One power unit? Just one. There's like seven of them. One component of the power unit. Uh, Let's go with the MGUK. Yep, that is correct. What the fuck? There's an ICE, MGUK, MGUH, MGUH, Control Electronics, Energy Store, Turbocharger. If you if you play the game, you'll know them. That's the yeah. That's, that's if you play true. the game, you'll know them. Playing the F1 game is key. All right, Kyle. Hopefully, uh, this is a bit of a layup for you. Let's hope. Which team has to... the most wins in F1 history? Most wins? I'm gonna go. Honestly, I'm, this is just such a homer question. I'm gonna go Ferrari. It's Ferrari. Correct. Okay. Now it's thank you, sir. 2-1 Darnell after round one. So now we go into round two, and this is the 2021 season round. One round question three? each. Around... No, this is round two. Sorry. Oh, okay. Round okay. One oh right. Two, two questions, questions each. Right. Okay, right. so now yeah. we're answering round two. Okay. Two points. Yeah. Okay. So this is the 2021 season round. Okay. One question each. 2021 season. Uh-oh. Okay. This is – I didn't watch 2021. You, know, you okay. know things. You know things. Well, we'll see. 
the 2021 season, obviously dominated by Red Bull and Mercedes. So Kyle, they had the same amount of one, two finishes in this season. How many did they each have? That's super easy at 17. That's like not even possible. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? Each. No, like, sorry. Let, oh, me, let, me, let me be clear. Yeah. So like I a Red meant... Bull 1-2 or a Mercedes 1-2. Not like oh, okay. Maximums. My bad. My bad. Um, yeah. It's tough. Yeah. I have a number. I don't know if it's right. That's not my question. But... How many times did Red Bull or Mercedes come 1-2? So that means it had to be it Sergio Max, Max Sergio, or Lewis, Valtteri, Valtteri, Lewis. 1-2 in the race. Um. Sorry. Um. Jeez, this is this is tough. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna do. There are what 21 races, I think. I, I was going off 22, but I trust Maybe, that. Yeah. I trust you better. I did, like I said, I barely watched this season. I just watched Drivers Five, but I'm gonna do. Um, I'm gonna do six. So this was a bit of a trick question. The answer is zero. McLaren oh, was the only one-two finish of the 2021 season. That actually makes sense now that I think about it. Yeah. So the answer is zero. Wow. That was a tough one. Uh, but I, 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 I like that. That's all right. that. So I wanted to throw that question. Yeah, in no, there. no. That's a great question. That's a good one. A little, all right. A little knowledge for us. So for Darnell, who was best of the rest in the driver's championship after the top four being the Red Bull and Mercedes drivers? Uh, Lando. Incorrect. It's Carlos Sainz. Carlos. I had to throw that one in there for you. It was Carlos, <laughs> then Leclerc, then Lando, right? Um, I think, that... yeah. Yeah, because oh. McLaren kind of fell off at the end of the season. So, yep, Lando was probably the driver of the season after I the think, top four. Yeah, I should have, I should have given that some fucking Didn't have the point. <laughs> yes. Plus, you, you should have known that I was going to ask you a Carlos Sainz question. I mean, come on. Just threw away two points. Okay, it doesn't matter. So did Kyle. <laughs> he didn't throw it away, but we both got it wrong, so it's fine. All right, so now we're going into the three-point round. This, this is already under protest because my difficulty seems a little higher than yours. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. This is the 2023 first half round. Okay. okay. Three now, points. Right. Now we go. For three points. We'll start with Darnell. Which non-Red Bull driver has scored the most points in sprints this year? Oh, in sprints. That's a spicy question wow. for you, D. Okay, so there's only been two, right? Baku and... Three. Austria. Austria. Okay, let's 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 math this out. So Gasly had a podium in Belgium. Leclerc had a podium in Baku. So by that I'm gonna say Leclerc, because I believe you would have done better in in, uh, Austria. Leclerc is incorrect. The answer is Carlos Sainz. No! <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, no. <laughs> That's an alpha move. Can Carlos I can Sainz. I protest? He, he used points. to he used to race for for Torosso, so technically he's a Red Bull driver. No, this year. Of I'm, joking, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm <laughs> joking. Yeah. All oh, right. No. I love that he double dipped you. That's unreal. <laughs> Did you know that answer, Kyle? Uh, I was between like two guys, but he was on it. Carlos hasn't been top three, and I don't think any session this year. But he's been P four, P four, P five in the sprints, so he's just racked up those mid points. So Kyle, only on? Max, only Max, Lewis, and Fernando have scored 
every single Sunday this year, which of the three has had the worst finishing position and what position was it? Let's see, I got a two part where you get to lay up Carlos. Um, <laughs> I'm going to do Alonzo. And to help you out, I'll say that is correct. But what position? I'm in between eight and nine. I'm trying to think because I, I know we let I know Lance beat him. Yeah. In um, Spain. Am I, am I on the right race? Do you know the answer to this? That's what I would have said. I would have said it's that not race. Spain. It's not Spain. It's not Spain. I'm going to do nine. That is correct. Oh! Alonso Hungary is P9. That's Hungry. three points for Kyle. That's huge. Okay, so now it's 4-2 for Kyle oh going into the four-point oh round. But this is a big round. Oh, boy. It's a little bit different than <laughs> five rounds. You, you're oh not the F1 no. guy anymore, buddy. Oh, no. <laughs> Hold on. This is, a, this is a big round, okay? So the four-point round is – I'm calling it the name four round because I'm asking you a question where there's four answers, and you get a point for each answer. Okay. So it's okay. not an all-or-nothing question. We'll start with Kyle since he's in the lead. This is going to be a tough one for you because it's a little bit F1 history, but we'll see what you what you can get. There were four drivers in contention for the championship in 2010, the title decider in Abu Dhabi. It's one of the most famous races in Formula One history. Going into the last race, four drivers could win the championship. I know three, I think. Can you name four? Okay. And each one I gets one, right? Obviously. Yeah. So only four guesses. All right. I'll do Lewis. That's correct. I'll do Vettel. That's correct. I'll do um, Alonzo. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. And I'll do. Um... If you get, can I guess? I, I'm not not for the point. I'm just curious. Sure. If you don't want to throw a name out there, Kyle, we'll say you got three. And okay. Well, I'll throw a name if Darnell throws a name. Um, I'll do um, Nico Rockenberg or whatever. The Louis Rosberg. Rosberg yeah, is not sure. Nico Rosberg. Was it okay. Weber? It was Mark Weber. Yeah. That okay. is correct. Okay. Dude, I got three. I'm pumped. That's impressive. I just, dude. I just sealed the win. No, I still have a chance. Because dude, wager I'm up won. by. T- I'm due up. Oh yeah, the wager. The wager but I, but I was, I was gonna say, I'm up by two. I just got three. I'm up by five going in. Yeah, but you if I get all get... four, I'm down one, and then I know I forgot how about much the you wager, wager my friend. I, yeah. no, that's what I mean. I forgot about the wager question. <laughs> so I thought good. I just locked it up. Okay. Currently seven-two for Kyle. That's a big lead. Got focus. Got focus. But Darnell. Do you know your Michael Schumacher? Oh fuck! <laughs> I don't. That Ferrari, was so baby. long ago. Oh jeez, you're gonna win. He drove, for, he drove for four teams in Formula One. Okay. Can you name them? Ferrari, Mercedes. Yep, one do. <sighs> okay. I don't know if this is right. Benetton. That's correct. Oh, it's so he started with and pulled the hardest for sure. But this is the team he made his debut for. They don't still exist. That's the hard part. <laughs> they, do not, they do not exist. Okay. Um, it's not Lotus. It's not Jordan. It's Jordan. Yes, it is Jordan. Let's Correct. Go. All four for Darnell. Let's go, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that makes it 7-6. This makes it very interesting. Okay. Now, actually, I should have maybe thought this through because I realized I don't know how you can secretly – Tell me what your wager is. The one of us closes our eyes. The other one puts up to the screen. Simple. Okay, sure. So I'll tell you the category of the question. Okay. It's driver numbers. Okay. It's all about the numbers on the car. I promise you, they're not that hard. 
but you don't know how hard they're going to be. And you don't know, I guess, how well you know <laughs> what, what a bitch. Are there so, multiple we have to say? Or just it's just no, one? It is one question. It's just like Jeopardy, bud. Let's make it sure. Do, okay. do, we have the, do we have the exact same question? Or is it no. two different ones? Two different questions. All right. Okay. So we'll start with Darnell. Or, oh, so yeah, oh. Kyle, look away. We're not going to do the question. We're just going to do the wager. So you have six points, Darnell. How many points would oh, you like man, to wager on this tough. question? Okay. Just because I think I know what Kyle will go with. I'm going with this. Okay. Darnell, I'm I got your in. wager. I'm locked in. Am I good? You're good. Yep. And now, I guess it doesn't really matter anymore. You can just say what you no, wager. It, no, I guess it doesn't matter. The, the strategy part is over. So Kyle can yeah. just pick. You're wagering zero. Big old zero. I'm banking okay. the darn I'm not going to tell, tell you what I wagered. I'm not going to tell you what I wagered. <laughs> well, I don't care what you wagered. If you wagered one, guess what? <laughs> you can tie. All right, we'll start we with go. Kyle then for the dramatic effect. We won't be tied. Question, I'll tell you that. This question much. doesn't really matter. So can you name Esteban Ocon's number, Kyle? And and this is why I wage, wagered zero is I have no idea let, uh, about driver numbers. I'm going to say 10 because it's my favorite oh, that's number. That's Gasly. That is Pierre Gasly's number. It's I knew 31. it was an Alpine. 31, yeah. yeah. And, that's, and that's exactly why Are they cur- zero is, is mine a current defense. driver? Is mine a current driver? It's got no, it's, it's actually different. <laughs> it's, not, it's not really. How much did you wager? Four. Oh, Darnell big, wagers big time on a Saturday points. morning. I mean, it might be a bit confusing for the listeners because they couldn't see. But Darnell wagers four. And his question is, what is the only double-digit number the drivers can't use? Okay, here we go. There is a retired number in Formula One. What is it? Giovinazzi's night was 99. Um, Piastri's 88. Or is he 81? He might be 81. Uh, Lewis is 44. Max is 33. Why are you going I'm I'm going through it so I know what one it isn't. Uh, uh, Perez is 11. I don't know if we've seen a 22. Oh, he's, digging uh, deep. he's digging deep. Carlos is 55. Have we seen a 66? Well, there's 100 numbers to go through here. Yeah, exactly. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant like, oh. There's I only thought, one retired number. That's why I was like, why are you going through I thought every you meant they were driver. the same you have number. You one in 80 shot? No. <laughs> I thought he meant like 7, 7, 8, 8, 9, 9. That's why I was going through them like that. Oh, oh. I was like this guy. Like, oh god, I can't try to reverse rate man all day. Darnell going through all hundred. <laughs> he gets numbers. a current number, and I get a retired. Number. I have. I actually There's don't only know. One I retired number. Okay, There's uh, only one. It's the Wayne Gretzky. You know this. It's Come on. Actually, not it's, for. It's not for a driver who was like an all-time great. It's see, Kyle. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, so it wasn't Senna then. Um, no. Zero. If you really have no idea, I it's will zero. say that it is for a driver who died. Is it Jules Bianchi? It is. What was his oh, number? Fuck. I have uh, three. Is 17. 17. That was a tough uh, one. I'm I sorry, got the person but... at least. Uh, I, I yeah, have no you idea. did get the person. Yep. So that Seven is a win two. for Kyle. Congratulations. It was a tough one. Would you have gotten Esteban Ocon if I flipped the questions? If it gave me some time to think about it, I probably would have gotten it. Tough one. Well, I hope that was I fun. I hope the played along. Um, I, I've always kind of wanted to try a little trivia game, so it was great to have the two of you guys on today and give that a go. I think the chat was great. 
Well, um, can I actually flip the script on you, Brad? You have questions for me. I got. I, I just got one trivia question. And it's a little teaser that D- Darnell and I are going to do on the next episode of King of the Take. Okay. So just it's it's either this or that. Super simple. Okay. What total is higher? The number of tires used in an F1 season or LeBron James career point total? So, okay. It's kind of like that uh, wheels versus doors argument that was like viral a while ago. Almost. (laughs) In one Um, season? In one season. I don't think there's 40,000 tires used in the season. No, I'm going to go with LeBron as well. I I think it's LeBron's points. 40,000 tires are used on average every season f1 season because you got to talk practice everything That's and insane. i guess does that count like actual tires that hit the track or tires that come to 1800 tires per race for forty thousand per season that's wild okay dude. so but yeah d- does that count the tires that actually hit the track because like extreme wets come to every single race this has been like a bit of a talking point these are tires okay, u- tires used tires used used tires on track used. wow okay yeah, then i'm wrong like yeah. wind like it could I, I assume it counts wind tunnel everything but yeah they're trying to they're, they're trying to be carbon neutral they're using 40 000 <laughs> <laughs> i thought that shot was insane like i was like i need cars. a i need a big number so i was like lebron james career points sure yeah that's perfect sanity Anyways, yeah, if you wow. like tri- if you like some more trivia, tune in to King of the Take this week. We're going to do another trivia session as well. For sure, yeah, and that's what I was going to end off with. Just if you have any final thoughts, and of course, plug the podcast, boys. Final yeah, thoughts? I love coming on this podcast. Brad, oh, this you, you, you have a great product here. Uh, easily the best Canadian Formula One podcast. One of the best, I think, Formula One podcasts out there. Thank you for having us on. This is always Brad, absolute fun. pleasure. I'm glad I could join this episode and like I I know how difficult this grind is and to do it a solo F1 podcast and be as good as you do you are and continue to be. Hats off to you, my guy. Thanks, funny, boys. There's three of us, like me, you and Trevor, and just Brad produces a better our podcasts are all over the place. Brad's is dialed. <laughs> it's dialed. <laughs> I appreciate that, boys. But you guys have a good product, too. I wouldn't be selling yourself short. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Yeah. Much appreciated. Thanks for having us. We'll we'll have to catch up another time, but that'll do it for this one. So thanks, boys. Take care. Thank you very much. All right. Have a good one. Well, of course, it was a great chat. But before I wrap up, just a shout out to the King of the Take podcast for another great collab and especially for the kind words at the end there i guess they're too humble to plug their own podcast so i guess i will do it for them because they really do have an entertaining you know all sports podcast with good chemistry between those guys and uh really clever segments as well it it is a great listen so check them out on spotify discord tiktok and instagram their link tree can also be found in the description of this episode So that will do it for episode 66 of Break Bias. I'm your host, Brad Kramer, and I'll be back next Monday already for the preview of the Dutch Grand Prix. Max Verstappen will have the opportunity to match Sebastian Vettel's consecutive race wins record at his home race. Will he do it? Tune in next week to find out what I think. Goodbye.